Man Revolution, Volume 4, Episode 78. again back on a friday night live from the bunker it's one man revolution podcast i'm your host the revolutionary and i'm joined by the comrade and the canadian and the thespian and the artist i'm the artist it has been 548 days since legitimate power took office and this week it's been really hard to say yesterday So this smells pretty good. So uh, I have a Kona longboard lager, mostly because uh, there was a big display inside of uh, my local uh, beer store, and I was like, I guess I'll get those. And so uh, I got those. I got some other stuff, which will come out the second half. Uh, comrade, what do you have? I've got the Cosmic Brown. Uh, from Cigar City. It is mm. the Belgian-style Strong Golden. Clocks in at 9%. Oof. It's been a week. It's just a good beer. That's true. Uh, Canadian? I am uh, drinking a Waterloo Pineapple Seltzer. Ooh. Nice. Um, mostly because, you know, I had surgery yesterday, and I don't want to get too much alcohol. Okay, but I am, that's good. I am drinking it in a fancy glass. <laughs> If that's that's any the way we should all do that. Yes. Uh, Thespian? I have a pineapple truly uh, mm-hmm. to then follow up by a passion fruit truly. Very nice. Very nice. Artist? Have a classic aqua. <laughs> fresh water while we still have it. I have one of those over here too. Oh, man. So this week has been, well, to say it uh, just quite plainly, uh, a mess. An absolute mess. The Christo-fascists are just moving forward with their plans, and they're refusing to allow the rest of us who are in the majority of this country to continue to live our lives. And they want to get their little hooks into everything we do. I mean, if you look at the votes that were over in Congress this week in the House of Representatives uh, for some of the bills that were put forward. Uh, It's amazing how, and I don't know how individuals can make decisions like this, but to vote against uh, civil same-sex unions when it doesn't affect anybody at all except for your individual morality, which should never come into Uh, come into play when you're an elected official. It should be the will of your people. Uh, To contraception. Uh, Heck, they don't want people to have abortions, but they also don't want people to have, uh, you know, safe and protected sex, which is ridiculous. Not to Uh, mention they also don't want people to learn about it. 
Of course not. No, 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 no. You don't want that to happen. We've got we've got candidates out there for various uh, public offices that are uh, sitting around and uh, you know making statements that they don't want to. Uh, what was that stuff? It was uh, oh, they don't want any uh, CRT. No, it's not CRT. It was the other stuff. Oh, uh, critical are, thinking. Critical thinking. All. What was no, it? What diver- was it diversity, inclusion, and. Uh, Justice. Well, it, it's supposed to be diversity, equality, equality, no, yeah. And, and yeah, equality and, and, and inclusion, yeah, and inclusion. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, the, the you know, candidates are out there going, "Oh no, no, we don't want any of that," and especially not on the school board. Uh, and you know, you have, uh, of course, you have the governor of the state of Florida uh, passing out money like it's his uh, when it's you know federal cash. Federal COVID money for COVID relief so we could all get our COVID drugs and treatments and preventions. And he's just giving it out to his friends. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, And, of course, we had the J6 hearings going on, uh, you know, this last week uh, and last night uh, during primetime, which uh, no one who was watching Fox News knew uh, because it wasn't run on Fox News. Uh, And, of course, today Steve Bannon got found guilty of contempt of Congress. Yeah, uh, which is a which is a misdemeanor, but hopefully it gives them some time to go sit in a corner and think. It's it's a penalty of up to uh, a year for each count, and there are two counts. So, and that's oh, you can count that high. Question. No, that's the judge can. Oh. The judge can. Well, it was it wasn't it was more of a statement to go along with the January sixth hearing yesterday. Um, but. I mean, if we want to get into that now, we can. We can get into it a little later if we want. Um, But, yeah, so I I tuned in. Um, I I tuned in via YouTube with PBS. Um, So I didn't know what time it started. So I, like, started it from when their newscast started. So it was like an hour of bullshit. But um, they had some interesting NPR statistics um, about, like, um, how, what percentage of Democrats and Republicans and independents um, cared about uh, these hearings and, and would think that it would change um, their mind or whatever. And surprisingly, it was like, it, Republicans obviously were the lowest, but it was like 44% that were interested in it. Um, but I think like 13% of them thought that something would actually be done about it after it's after they're concluded yeah i think the biggest problem is uh everyone's getting fatigue Mm -hmm. now this has been going on for a very long time once the committee was seated (laughs) once the committee was seated after january 6th uh it took months to seat a committee and then of course the legitimacy of that committee was questioned by the uh trumplicans uh you know go ahead go ahead comrade i i to your point about fatigue, um, it, I think I, I don't think it's because we're tired of hearing about it or it's taking too long. I think it's the flavor that the news tries to give it. Like the, the media, the reporting of it tries to act like it's, uh, you know, a, a home run in, in the World Series or a murder spree. Right. They try to make it exciting with pizzazz and. Oh my God! And and it's like no, 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 no. This is politics. It's slow. You need to give it time. Just because one lady gives a testimony about the president uh, assaulting his security detail, 
doesn't mean everything's falling into place and it's going to be you know hunk- hunky dory from here on. We need to give it the space and the time it needs to develop properly. Well, remember, comrade, during the last administration, everything was fast, loose, and free, okay, and immediate. Even if nothing happened, the public thought and saw someone taking, quote, action. You know, oh, the president uh, isn't taking his salary. It's going to this charity or that charity who's never gotten a check. You know, but what they saw was the president getting on TV saying, I'm giving my salary away, you know, no matter if it was true or not. And the same thing, you know, is happening with the boringness of politics. And we all longed for the boringness of politics during the four years of just, you know, uh, there's a a great newsletter out there that's called What the Fuck Just Happened Today, (laughs) you know? And it came out because every day with the... uh, you know, yeah, the, and they would have like 30 or 40 it. items per day on that news. It's insane. Yeah. 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 So it, it, politics, justice should be boring. It's not, you know, it's not the uh, law and order where, you know, Jack gets up and says and steps back away from the jury and goes, and I rest my case. And then after the commercial where they're all drinking, uh, you know, a, a glass of scotch in, in Adam's office. You know, they're, they just say you know, what the end of the trial was. No, that's not what's going on here. You know, this is long. It's plotting. And a lot of Americans are getting bored with it. Canadian. So I think, I think the other aspect of that is that a lot of people have just assumed that nothing is going to happen. We're going to do this thing. There's going to be all this evidence, a lot of noise. They'll write a paper, and then is what? What are they? What are they going to? We're going to get Republicans to vote for some shit. No, it's not going to happen. So, so they're just like, well, what's the point? Yeah, we already knew this happened. We already knew this was the case. So what? And what they haven't seen is any real Justice Department movement on this thing. And and yeah there are lots of people saying well look at all they're doing look at this subpoena and that subpoena but what they haven't done is subpoenaed the people that the congress has subpoenaed and they they seem surprised that oh there's all this information from a staffer who was in the room it's like you should know that you should that shows to me that you're not investigating this as a problem you're not investigating seditious conspiracy against the president because you would have you would have interviewed her. You, there would be a record of a subpoena and her going in front of a grand jury, and that didn't happen. So we know they're not doing it, and I think that is the other aspect that makes people throw their hands up and say, "Well, whatever." Yeah. Thespian. Uh, well, um, well, I think um, to that to that, I wonder if it's. The Justice Department waiting to do anything because they were told to do that. Like, I I wonder if they're just waiting for it to conclude for them to take action, which I mean, that's super shitty. And I feel like they shouldn't be doing that. But that might be something that they are doing. Yeah. Uh, And. And. And we're and, and I'm looking at you, Wanderer. The Wanderer. There it is. There you go. Yeah, no. The, I was like, but, and the Justice Department, what? Yeah. No, the, the, there you go. The Justice Department should be investigating people who commit crimes without waiting for somebody to tell them to do so. If I if I did this, 
as many people who did commit seditious conspiracy against the United States did, they got investigated. Why? But normal why, courts don't do that. Why isn't? Why aren't the rest of these people being investigated, comrade? I think I think that has a lot to do with how the the former president uh, painted the the scene for us, right? If if there was any sort of potential legal action against him or his cronies, it was uh, political, right? Like any legal uh, investigation, whether it be from the state of New York or Georgia now or Florida or the federal or even on the federal level, well, it's just political. It's just political. It's just political. And, and I think what that did was that for for cowardly attorneys general that made them very trigger shy about pushing forward any level of investigation uh I, it's not a good thing uh, i think i i think in this environment it wouldn't be a bad idea to at least make public the fact that some form of investigation is occurring not necessarily on what uh, charges not or or or, or the, the 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 details of the investigation, but to say something to the effect of, yes, we are investigating the former president, uh, you know, based on the, the information we have. I think that would be a good thing to say, just to put a little bit of faith back in the system. Well, there is a four-minute video out there of Merrick Garland this past week being in front of. I'm not sure, but it's it looks like a government building. He's inside of a sitting at a desk, you know, like one of the congressional hearing rooms or something. And he is laying out the fact that he's doing something. But I again, the FBI needs to be out there, you know, beating the trees, gathering evidence. If he's letting the entire J6 committee do all of the evidence gathering first and then they hand over everything to him. When is it going to happen? It has to happen right. before well, midterms. I said yeah, already, I, I want this to be the October surprise. Right. Like, That's what I, I said I still, last week. I still think that <clears throat> delay, the, the, the fact that the attorney general was not uh, actively seeking out information prior to this committee is why we don't have faith in the process right now, right? Like, I don't care how how clearly innocent or guilty somebody may appear in an incident like January the 6th of 2021, all and all connected parties need to be investigated. Right. And and the fact that it took until 2022, the fact that it took a House committee, which has no binding legal action, uh, <laughs> to start looking into this. And then the Justice Department goes, do you mind if we read your notes? Yeah. That looks really bad. To them. Well, I don't know, man. I'm thinking that what it might be is that they're allowing the cost of all of this investigation to be on that J6 committee, which is what, which is probably very well funded. Wander. And that sounds like a lot like our normal legal system, where even if you know something illegal happened, it takes something somebody who wants to press charges against it to bring forth, like. A, a state prosecutor's not going to just prosecute randomly. Somebody's going to have to want to bring charges against somebody. And then they'll be like, well, what you got? Like, that just sounds like normal legal action to me. Yeah, uh, but which I'm not saying is good. It's a flawed system. It's It yeah. shouldn't be that way. But that's just status quo. Yeah. Yeah. Artist. So this is speculation on my part, but it's quite possible that... Um, the people that were interviewed by the committee have also been interviewed by the Department of Justice 
but they or there was those... someone sitting in the room from Justice. Well, you know? or, we, we, or go ahead, but we know that's not true. Yeah. Or either they have interviewed both of them, or they have separate witnesses, so they can take that testimony and compare it to their own notes to look for inconsistencies. So if they have those inconsistencies, that gives them leverage. You lied to Congress or somebody here is lying. Therefore, they can apply more pressure. I, I think some of the confusion is coming because the the DOJ is investigating people, right? They're investigating the yeah. Proud Boys who who broke their planning. They investigated the, the uh, fake electors who committed fraud by submitting their documents and getting behind that. But what they're not doing is investigating the, the White House and the administration and their role in fostering and, and uh, funding and, uh, 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 what's the right, affecting this, this uh, insurrection. And, and that's the part that gets me because that's the important thing. If you don't hold the people who in charge, who did it accountable, they're going to do it again, right? I mean, it's like, I got away with it. And that's that you have to look into that. And they're not because they haven't talked to the witnesses that they should have if they are. Yeah. Well, and to the well, artist's point, that I well, and also not, like, I don't think they're trying to put pressure in so much as put minor charges on the back burner where if you lied to Congress, that's a different charge. So I'm like, you might be found not guilty of this, but you still lied to Congress and you're sure. gonna get prosecuted on that. Um, yeah. So you might not have done a big bad, but you did a minor bad tax evasion. Who have we gotten on tax evasion? Like we didn't yeah. get you on a big bad charge, but we got you on something minor and the point- Al Capone. No, I mean, I think that's, def that's definitely the FBI's yeah. Yeah. motive mo right you lied to us right. about this thing you're going to jail you better come about these other things or you, you know you're going to go to jail more but, but that and it i will note that the circle is getting smaller uh recently the department of justice secured a cooperation deal with uh the driver of um of roger stone so, like Roger Stone being part of Trump's inner circle and part of the uh, the war room uh, that coordinated, you know, both Trump's stop the steal efforts and he was also in he was he was the link between the White House and the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. Whether there was coordination between all three of those, it remains to be seen. However. If they have cooperation from from that driver, then they're targeting Roger Stone. And if they're targeting Roger Stone, they're probably going to keep going. If they well, can Roger, get Roger Stone they can get was him released. to flip. Well, Roger Stone was released because he had a presidential pardon. Right. He was already in prison before the before the election was over. For for lying. <clears throat> yeah, for lying. But like a decent number of these people they've gotten, and it's like, oh, you tried to get pre-presidential pardons, mm -hmm. which is then leading to our former president's uh, more guilty-looking verdict. Yeah. So, I, to, to me, it's just the, the Justice Department has spent a year and a half or two years not doing anything about this. In any, not doing anything about the leadership part of it. They're they may be working. Do. 
they may be yeah. working their way up, but I my my guess is they were not going to if somebody didn't push them, and the the, the January sixth committee is pushing them now. I've got friends that have people going through trials. Like it takes a, a stupid amount of time. Not to mention, an event of this scale has thousands of people. Up to comment. That. I, I just want to address a question from from Max here on Facebook. Like, should uh, as, we really? Well, I, I'm going to do this very quickly and succinctly. Yeah. Um, Max is asking who the handler for Hunter Biden was and why that's not being addressed. Well, to the best of our knowledge, Hunter Biden wasn't uh, present or involved in any way in the planning of the January 6th invasion of the Capitol. So he, his hands are being clear there. So I think we yeah. can just dismiss any considerations of Hunter Biden in, in and, the and, uh, coup. And, and I also, think every single one of us would say if Hunter Biden broke a law, throw his ass in jail. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the what aboutism is invalid because if he committed yeah. a crime, investigate him, throw him in jail. We don't give a shit. See, and yeah. I'm sure the they difference have. is mm-hmm. the difference is about the people on this podcast versus like Trump supporters is we don't worship a cult of personality. We yeah. don't tie our political ideology to a name or a face or a terrible spray on tan. We have standalone political ideologies that allow us to either support or deny support to specific political figures in the hopes that our our politics will be advanced on a nationwide level. And also remember, the reason why the 45th president was uh, impeached the first time, wasn't removed from office, but was impeached, was over this, quote, Hunter Biden information. So... Uh, if an entire committee went through all of that stuff and found out it was a nothing burger, then, you know, what's going on here? They're doing things that are completely and, and thoroughly legal. They're not ethical, but they're legal. So, you know, yeah, it, it, does it look really bad? Sure. But it's a nothing burger. Okay. There's some ke- there might be some ketchup on it. You get angry and you throw it against the wall because you're because the drum beat by these uh, conservative pundits uh, consistently saying, "What about Hunter Biden? What about Hunter Biden? What about Hunter?" Well, it's nothing. Okay, they're it's, only it's, doing that because he is a consultant to Chinese energy companies. He, he must be the new Hillary Clinton. Well, while we're on the subject of Hillary Clinton, yeah, while we're on the subject of Hillary, grenade, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she got in trouble for her emails, which is a wall that no one can ever get over. Finally. And the Secret Service deleted two days' worth of texts and now have their own personal representation because the DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, is now investigating them. And they were told to stop touching everything on your internal investigation. Secret Service. Yeah, and- Good. And in fact, they were told three times to to preserve any information yep. about the fifth and the sixth, and they needed to back up their text messages three times. And those were and, the only days that they lost. Yeah. Oh yeah, the fifth and I sixth. I love it. Do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, anything comes from it, do it. It should yeah. be done. Like. Yeah. Look into it. If something sketchy was done, I don't care who I mean, did I, it. Like I think if. If they didn't back up their emails, they should be, you know, reprimanded for it and demoted and be made crossing guards. Yeah. Prosecute everybody. I, I would not give them that kind of, yeah. Crossing guards, I would not give them that responsibility. All right. 
treasury agents investigating uh, forgeries. Well, cross, crossing guards don't have their own email accounts with the school board. That's true. <laughs> okay, they so, might have their own servers. Who knows uh, by this point in time? The, well, when you become a crossing guard, I'll worry about it. <laughs> the, comparison, so the comparison to Hunter Biden and January 6th would be like uh, trying to excuse the actions of an arsonist because some other guy jaywalked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and let's face it, you know, arson is just uh, you know, flame brew. What, what is it? Uh, nah, I lost it. it was, I, I had one. I, I posted it the other day. I can't remember what it was. Spicy home decorating. Spicy home decorating. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, again, and if if we we all as a podcast have said this stuff over and over and over again. Um, if someone commits a crime, they should then be prosecuted, regardless of their political affiliation. I mean, I would love to see an investigation of uh, of all the members of Congress, of all of their of all of their stock trading, yep. every all their last one, trading. Every last all one. their insider trading. No, not insider trading. All trading. Every all single trading. trade made by a yep. made by a yep. member, a, a sitting member of Congress, should be a matter of public record within twelve hours. Yep. Right. And, well, and, and I feel like yeah. this might be what worries older generations about millennial cancel culture is because if I'm like, oh, I loved this artist as a kid, but I figured out they did something wrong and I'm like, canceled, don't like them, they're done. Oh, because we don't have that loyalty following when they figured out that you broke the law and heinous yeah. matters, like, nah, you're done. Well, remember, the like that's how we Christo feel about politicians, and they don't like that because that's what's kept them in office for 50 years. Yeah, the crypto the crypto fascists are the originate. No, I'm sorry, crypto fascists. The Christo fascists uh, are the originators of cancel culture. Yeah. You know, oh, you're a sinner. You are a, you know, you're a bad person, and we are going I mean, to punish you. I mean, like, it, it's, it's really simple, right? Like, historically... Uh, our entire culture has been built has been built around catering to uh, the rich white man, right? Which yeah. means anything that that is done to take them out of power is bad. <laughs> yeah. And this this millennial cancel culture is all about calling out the imbalances in, in our right. system. Like, uh, why are office why why are office buildings always too cold inside? Well, it's because the temperature has historically been tuned for a man in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Max. We do need an entirely new Congress. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's one hundred percent. Like what we like, what we don't need is a bunch of people going into the building and shooting them, so we get no, that right. way. No. I also I also yeah. want to address yeah. really quickly again uh, Max's comment here is quote Hunter smokes crack on film and it's not investigated end quote I don't know the veracity of that claim. The good news is in America, doing drugs isn't actually illegal. Possessing drugs is illegal. So once you do the drugs, you're no longer in possession. You've not, you know, are no longer committing a crime. So he doesn't hold the public office, as far and as I aware. exactly, exactly. He's 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 just another Wall crack. Street. Well, he's just another Wall Street crackhead. If that's really true, yes. God forbid. All of Wall Street is like it's it thrives on crack. Like let's let's be honest here. That's no, not a surprise. How much people with this twenty four hour market in Los <laughs> I work so, with the Chinese markets. That and you know whether this video exists or not, it could have been filmed in a country where crack is legal. I, I don't. Yeah, know. That's true too. Could have been. 
it's, so, it's just it's just a dog whistle. It's not yeah, it's yeah. not an argument or a claim made in good faith in the hopes of yeah. fixing the system. It, it's yeah, just no. meant as a way to justify the other people doing equally bad or worse things. It's a distraction. So uh, so, so speaking of Christo fascists, yeah. I will say that they have been they have been uh, causing havoc for longer than this country has been around. Uh, first record I can think of is like women got burned at the stake. Oh, yeah, much older they're, than they're, that, they're, friend. You can go a lot I'm further talking, back I'm talking about that. like on, on they, our continent. They had, a, they had a more catchy name back in the day. They were called Puritans. Yeah. And Nobody remember, expects the, the Spanish Inquisition. That is very true. No one does suspect that. Like, where's the Inquisitor? Bring in the comfy chair. Chair. Uh, But just don't forget. Also, don't forget. Don't forget. They were still burning witches when the founding fathers signed the documents to form this country. It didn't just stop in the 1600s, people. They believed in witches. They believed in spirits. They believed in... I've seen hereditary, and that was 2018. Well, what made women want to vote, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's face it, you can't so, talk them out of anything. So I I had a... Every time we mention the word crypto-fascist, or, or crypt, Christ, Christo-fascist, Christo. I, 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 in my head, turn into crypto-fascist, and I think Charlie Chris should change his name to Charlie Crypto, and then, no! then he'd see more... More hip with with the millennials. It's that how do you do, fellow kids meme with the skateboard. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm Charlie Crypto. <laughs> That's not gonna help him. No, it's so cringe. It didn't help him like he stands on beaches in Charlie, full suits. Charlie Cringe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna say Charlie Cringe over his shoulder. Crypto. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. Charlie like... Cringeo. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough. It's so yeah. bad. But every time you say uh, Christo fascist, I think of Charlie Crypto, and I don't yeah. put that into my brain too. <laughs> I don't appreciate consent. it. I don't. It's the great thing about ideas. Is I had one and I shared it. Now we have six ideas. The idea is exactly. I thought I got a vaccine against that. Somebody put me on an antibiotic. No, no, no. Okay, so I'm just I'm visioning him going. I'm here. Look. The minute he starts doing TikTok dances, I'm out. The Anderson Cooper look didn't help. So stop it. Like I don't need to stop. Oh. I can't. I don't want to think less of him than I already do, and I lived with him through governorship. So <laughs> we all did. Uh, and yeah. and you know, I would at the time I wouldn't have thought he was a particularly good governor, but then we had a string of worse ones. And that doesn't make him a good governor, though. It doesn't. But he wasn't Just because you've had worse boyfriends doesn't make your other ex I, good. I, I understand, but it but makes Just them because seem we better in retrospect. Make better. It doesn't matter. They're still bad. That's don't go bad. back to your ex. Just because <laughs> they're less bad than your worst. That, that's that's that should be uh, Nikki Fried's uh, new slogan. Don't go back to your ex. Exactly. <laughs> that's how she cancels all the men's votes. You're like, oh, we don't understand that word. Then <laughs> like, well, we've got to vote with our husband. Yeah. <sighs> Well, so do you, wait, do you women have rights? Uh, not Bridgerton. <laughs> What's the other one? Handmaid's uh, Tale? Gentleman Jack. I've been watching Gentleman a lot Jack. of Gentleman Jack. And it's Downton like, Abbey. There, there's a no. lot of females in my generation that think that exact way. Well, just I just vote how my husband tells me to. Well, and, and if I don't they pay have attention. 
And if they have an opinion and their husband husband doesn't vote that way, then they'll just change theirs to vote with his. Like yeah. it's, it's bad. Hey, yeah. just remember, ladies, you get but you didn't get the ability to have your own bank account until 1973. I'm just hoping <laughs> just I can still that. marry somebody that's not of my race in ten years. Ah, uh, no, you're lucky. You can you, you can pick. You got a couple. Shh. <laughs> it's not me that's going to pick which one I can go towards. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Been an issue. It'll They're going to go with Thomas. Lowest, uh, and I feel like their opinion, the lowest common denominator. Oh. Or mixed race is still black, which oh. I'm a fan of. Call me mahogany goddess. <laughs> <laughs> mahogany goddess. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to change my name. Legally change your name to Mahogany Goddess. No, just on the podcast. No, just on the podcast. Thanks. Oh, man. Yeah. It, and it's ridiculous. I mean, there was, there was a guy who was, uh, he filmed the TikTok that said, uh, you know, he's driving through a small town in Alabama. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's mixed. He's mixed. And he got pulled over. And the police officer said, oh, um, I ha- I'm going to give you a warning but I need to fill this out, this form out, and it asks for race. And the guy looked at me, and he and he looked at the officer, and he goes, um, "What should we put down for that?" And the officer says, "What would you think we should put down for that?" And he goes, "How Surprise about we go me. white? <laughs> How about we go white?" And the officer goes, "That's a good answer." <laughs> Uh, I mean, if that's that wasn't something 2022. I, yeah. My youth, like, I'm not that yeah. old, so yeah. early 90s, that's something I had to live through where it's like, uh, there there wasn't a mixed race option, so you yeah. had to pick one. Well, do you think there's, oh, a, do you think there's a mixed race option in Alabama? Which one do you want to be for the rest of your life? You got to pick one. Yeah. yeah. All right, so the correct answer, if you're in Alabama, the correct answer is NASCAR. NASCAR. That wasn't an option then. That wasn't would, an option. If, if only it had been too simple, I'd be Steve. But like you just, you're right. No, no, no. It's, 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 Tal- it's Talladega. you got to be No, no, no. It's, it's got to be race car because it's the only thing that works in both directions in Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> Race cars go both ways. I'd be ways. Lightning McQueen. I'd have gold medal. It'd be so cute. With yeah. my big windshield wiper eyes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, race car is that great thing. Race car, you know, spelled forwards is race car. Spelled backwards is race car. Calendar. What is race car spelled upside down? I'd rather be Taco Cat. Can I be Taco Cat? <laughs> what is race car I, spelled I, I think upside race down? Race car spelled upside down is sixty nine four twenty. It's a bad day. Nice. It's a bad day. Bad day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Taco Cat. Okay, you can be Taco, Taco Cat, Cat upside down is just nachos. <laughs> I'm Taco Cat. New oh. name. I'm Taco Cat. Now. <laughs> you are now Taco Cat. We're, we're going to make sure that this happens. Here I'm go. like somebody do that. I'm not touching my keyboard. My computer's so, going to fall off with yeah. the precarious ledge it's perched on. Taco Cat colon <laughs> mahogany goddess. <laughs> taco oh, cat. don't put a colon in there. I'm not. A that's a, that's her mixed race. Is Taco Cat and mahogany goddess? That... No, just Taco Cat. Just Taco Cat. <laughs> Fine, oh, I'll be man. the mahogany goddess. <laughs> how did we get here? Wait, how did we get here? Uh, turtles. Turtles. Uh, wait, no, we did not get here through turtles. Oh, I thought it was Mitch McConnell. Uh, hmm. 
Yeah. Right? That's how we got we got Mr. Connell Turtles. Kentucky, we did mention again. we did mention the turtle. We did uh, mention the turtle. We talked about hunting Hunter Biden's uh, supposed drug use on a there video. It is. He's whatever. not very representative. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he, he's not in government, so it doesn't matter. Um, he's just a cokehead businessman, which is like all of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the getting back to the January 6th committee, I think that one of the things that kind of made me laugh while watching, and there were a lot of moments where it was like, really? Uh, one of them was the, the Josh Howley uh, video. Mm-hmm. Where they were talking about Representative Holly, and he was, you know, fist up, you know, you guys, I'm big and tough, you know, we're, I'm with you. And then he, uh, as soon as uh, the people came flooding in, you know, to help him uh, to overthrow the government because he was on the on on Team Trumplican, uh, suddenly he's running through the hallways like uh, like like OJ through the airport. That's I remember. That it's a, it's a an old reference. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I remember the trials, but I don't remember airports. <laughs> he yeah, he did advertising for Hertz. It was a Hertz commercial. Hertz commercial oh. running through the airports. Yeah. Oh, because he was very fast and in the footballs. Yes, never never run through an airport. It's a bad idea. Not anymore. Yeah, I know. These days. You no, know I see you do that all the time. <laughs> don't Thank do that. Bad ideas. Yeah, and then the other part of it were all of the outtake videos of the former president trying to put together sentences or reading off of teleprompters. Uh, you know, just showing that he was so out of touch. Also, I think the timelines, I really enjoy the way that the January 6th committee is putting together the timelines by taking all of the data and putting it in order instead of like the news did, which was here's a piece of video and then here's another piece of video that were hours apart. You know, they put it in a nice, neat little, here's what happened at this moment, and here's a bunch of data that goes along with that. Here's what happened at this moment, and a bunch of point of views from that, which, you know, for a, a nonlinear time guy, I love that idea. Yeah, yeah, know, that was really for well a good done. timeline, yeah. And uh, I think that another another one was, uh, in the end, the president at, at, at a 6.01 p.m. looked at his watch and went... Okay, I'm just going to go up to the residence now and watch Fox instead of seeing in the dining room because my work day's over. Yeah, and, and it was that callous and that uncaring, and I and, think that says more about what was going on than anything else. Plus the the administration, the people that had worked for hours to try to get him to to finally call off the the, the protest, the the, the, yeah. the insurrectionists, the the terrorists, or whatever you want to call them, were like, "Woo, we were exhausted." We, you know, so we just went in to retire, called it a good day, and they're like, "Yeah, but it there was battles for two more hours after that. Mm-hmm. You guys quit, but the cops were still fighting. Why do you think they fell?" Yeah. Well, it was under control. There were reinforcements. It's like, yeah, no, buddy. Oh no, you there was know, a curfew. That was, exhaustion. Yeah, there was a curfew, so obviously everyone went home. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what normally happens. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 1801, oh, look at the watch. Oh, Got to go up to the residence. Got to go up to the residence. I'm, di- I'm tired. Someone give me a hamburger up here. I'm tired. Sorry, I'm going to stop my havoc. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that was after, you know, he spent almost three hours n- no information to uh, out on social media, just watching the world burn on Fox well, News. Well, that's not true. He did put information on social media. <laughs> he said that 
they you know Mag Pence let him every, everybody down, and that's right when they wanted to go hang yeah. Mike Pence. Yeah, I think they were they were already calling to hang Mike hang Mike Pence, and then he put out the tweet that Mike Pence lacked the courage to to do what needed to be done. Just Boy. giving you a little more fuel to the fire there, you know. Couple quick minutes in uh, Photoshop there. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man, yeah. let me tell you. So, yeah, so I wonder at what point, because I know that there are blocks in his schedule, or there were blocks in his schedule labeled executive time, which was basically just him sitting on his toilet in the off of the oval, like on the phone or whatever. Uh, so, like, I wonder how much of the January 6th uh, time of that time that he was unavailable was executive time. But to, to what extent does that even matter if your executive time is you going out and encouraging an insurrection? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking That's questions. That's all we do on your personal time. We're not going to prosecute you for that, Mr. President. I, like, yeah. I, I'm blown away by the fact that there was no photograph photography allowed during that entire afternoon after the uh, after the rally. Are well, you was sent home. Let him press in general through the whole thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. why would you be like? Oh no, we're we're only gonna have visual press, not like audio. The other thing that got me is during this uh, presentation last night is they had two people there. I don't remember. <laughs> And and they they like were so aghast that the president tweeted that tweet about Vice President Pence basically blaming him for him not being president anymore that they resigned. And I'm like, yeah. wait, you you worked there four years with this nonsense, and this was the thing that the caused you one, to resign. The young woman who was there only worked with him through the campaign. Okay, but so the guy was, was there for four years. The other guy was there for four years. But think about it this way. You're over in, uh, he was over in like the Asia desk of, uh, of the Department of, uh, you know, like liaison to the Department there, of Defense there, or whatever. There's a, there's a phone call where he's like shaking down President Zelensky of Ukraine and that didn't cause you to quit? He was right? the Asia desk. Yep, but it Again, doesn't matter. He, he still knows that this is going on. Come on. Government, our government is so large that yeah, literally he's UK. over... Yeah, he was and, assistant uh, director. Uh, no, he was. Uh, he was assistant director. No, his name was. He was assistant. What's the president assistant? What's his name? Chief of staff. He was assistant chief of staff. No, he was not. Not the guy who was there last night. The guy that was there That's last night was. worked for. No, he worked for. Okay. Um, he was a deputy director of something. Uh, dealing with foreign policy. But he was in the White House when this happened, so he's been around. I can't around. get my store manager to talk to my department managers about when they're going to be in and out of the store. I, I still think you can't work for the man for four years and not know what kind of man he is and then say, ooh, look, I didn't know. I believe it. I don't. I uh, there are people who will turn their heads to the side because you're making six figures on a government salary. And doing the job that you love with the State Department. I, I guess what I'm with, saying is I'm not cutting him any slack for being a stand-up guy standing up for his morals when that no. was the line that he had to cross. 
That's I do the, have to say he he looks very similar to like a skinny uh, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Without the beard. Yeah. Uh, artist. Sunken in eyes. So this he is pure so speculation. Pure speculation. But I think the reason that uh, Trump didn't want to be disturbed and that there was supposed that there was no photography or videotape of him in his uh watching fox he was watching fox he was watching the riots he was masturbating honestly i'm fairly no. certain that's exactly what he was doing i don't think so no that's, he can't get that's it up. why nobody nobody was allowed in no photographers he no. was no no it's it, was, that's not it it's absolutely no. excited that no no no, it's 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 quite the opposite. I think he is a narcissist, and because his plans were completely falling apart around him, he can't stand to be seen losing. That. So he refuses all form of media contact while he sits in the in his dining room watching the television as everything he built for four years, six years, yeah, everything he was building for six years crumbled and collapsed because he was not smart enough to take advantage of an incredibly broken system that any semi competent uh, 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 autocrat in training could have easily corrupted and taken over. See, so, longer yeah. than that, because how long has he been disparaging the Democratic Party, being like it doesn't matter what he runs at? I mean, the birth of things started in two thousand six. Uh, two thousand, like whenever, whenever Obama was campaigning, right? So, yeah, two thousand. So that would have, yeah. yeah. So since, yeah, since two thousand, really, because he ran for office in two thousand, failed yeah. multiple right. times. Yeah. Like See, and and as as much of that is accurate, part of me want thinks that like he was just looking at all of the rubes he was able to con into doing this, and as a con man, he was probably looking on with some level of pride that he no, was able no. to get them to do this. No, you no. you've really got the wrong lens on this guy's mentality. Look at what he said about Mitch McConnell today. He called him a sleazy slime bag or something like that because Mitch McConnell said unequivocally that the president was involved in the planning of the thing. Yeah. That part right? of like, you that thinks that artist is the part of me that thought uh, smarter people around our former president would help rein him in. Right. Like that. <laughs> I didn't like it was optimism. Yeah. This, uh, oh, it doesn't no, matter. No, it doesn't matter no how many smarts there are. You can't slow the dumb. No, 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 no part of this scenario is something that I want to imagine. So, well, don't be in denial about it. There's a lot of things I've had to confront recently in the past few months that I didn't want to imagine. Uh, yeah, it's I point, mean, Coindexter. I mean, what's, what's what I find... Matthew Pottinger, who served as deputy, deputy national, security national security advisor. advisor. Yeah. yeah, what I what I find most depressing, probably about about the situation, is. All of the things we were worried about when President Trump was in office didn't happen when he was in office outside of the appointment of many corrupt people. Now the fruits are being born, and they're being born under a largely anti-Republican government, right? Like, the, the Democrats have control of the House, they have the White House, and they've got a 50-50 split in the Senate. So uh, 48 to 52. For, for, it's, yeah, 48-50 <laughs> plus 3. Who it's, knows? It's, it's um, close. It's, yeah, but not my point is, yeah. yeah, my point is, this is not a friendly environment to Republican politics, and yet, due to the slow nature of the American political system, the blowback is happening after the fact. So I think I think part of what what hurts there is 
because people's minds are short-lived and attention spans don't last longer than about a week, uh, everybody's looking at all of these bad things happening under President Biden, and they're going, the Democrats are screwing us over. Oh, and yeah, and, I don't, and gas I don't prices think are down. Gas prices well, yeah. are down, and and I'm I'm loving the uh, the I did this uh, stickers that are next on to the, the gas, cheaper gas gas yeah. stations uh, showing that there's cheaper gas. Uh, that one backfired. That's a long term. Uh, that's a no, long term. I'm, I'm, I'm talking joke I'm talking supporters off. of Democrats oh, yeah. right now. Oh, We're yeah. looking at the Democratic Party and saying you clearly didn't do enough, aren't doing enough, mm-hmm. and there isn't merit to that argument. But I don't think it's entirely cognizant of the situation that we have been stewing in for the last decade basically yeah. well and what I, i've said this before anybody who continues to run a campaign as if this was 1863 of when i'm put back into office i'm going to do this thing they need to immediately be removed from office well i because can tell you're you, in office right now you asshole go I can tell do you, shit oh you're talking about you're talking about president biden okay Talking about everybody. I'm talking yeah. about AOC. I'm yeah. talking about um, you know all of, all, all of them. Everybody who's in office right now, local, yeah. state, and federal elected officials who sit back whenever. So you know what? We can fix this after the next election if we can. If you stick with us, and it's like, dude, that's not that. That's 1865. Do something today while you have the megaphone in your hand. Okay. Well, Don't wait until after. I'm going to go to Wander since you're... Current campaigns and billboards that I'm seeing, they're like, well, I'll lower this, I'll lower that. And I'm like, how are you going to do that? How are you going to control my tolls and taxes and rent? Let me know when most of this is privatized through the government that you won't actually have control of. I'm like, how? Because I know you're just full of lies. Like, you might have goals to do this, but how are you going to do that? Like, you don't have support. Show me your plan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, this, this would have worked on, on 18 year old wanderer, but not today. Yeah. Artist. Messaging is super important. And honestly, I think what really needs to be hammered home is that the reason things can't get done right now is specifically because of the filibuster. And if we have two more votes in the Senate, we can kill this filibuster and we can How get shit done. How does that help locally? How's a filibuster like harming me locally when I'm thinking about school boards and governorship and like Canadian state representatives like outside of the federal like that's not the only thing I'm worried about. So I'm like the filibusters. I'm like that's one of like a million different arguments. So so I I will I will counter that with maybe you are correct. It's not going to help you directly with your school board. That's something that local people need to run for. But getting rid of the filibuster means that that large public works and public benefits can be done, which will... So part of the problem with this insurrection is people are, are upset and they're angry. They're not getting anywhere in the world. And part of that reason they're not getting anything in the world is because of that whole cookie problem where billionaires have all the cookies and they're saying hey that guy's trying to take your one cookie and they're upset about it right and and you can't change that with the filibuster in place but you can change it if you take the filibuster down you can pass legislation that will then try to correct some of these mistakes that were put in place by uh what's his name oh yeah ronald reagan um and seven degrees of ronald reagan and and that's the importance of the filibuster. It doesn't change your local politics immediately. That's that's not something the federal government can do, but it can change 
the way people live and the, how much anger they have towards the system that's not working for them. Wander. So, if it doesn't change it immediately, what are you... Like, you can't do a lot against the people that are trying to strip the power away from the federal government. You're like, well, we're going to help the federal government do this. And I'm like, well, the federal if, government no longer has that power over our states. But uh, if states are you like, can, though. No, if, not if they're taking the power back and they refuse to acknowledge because, it. That's because the federal government can pass laws and legislation that that empower or overrule what states have said. For example, they could pass law that legalizes abortion in all 50 states as a federal healthcare thing. And you, too bad if your state has a law that outlaws it, it is not valid because the federal law supersedes it. Oh, cool. And, and then we'll Juneteenth it again. And three years later, I'll actually see some benefit so, from it. So it's one of one of the problems that people talk about. And, and this we're going down the filibuster rabbit hole, and I apologize for that. Is well, yeah okay. Yeah. Every two years, the Congress changes. Now they're going to repeal all the shit that they did the other one. And the problem is, is that's really, it's really bad. But it's also not going to happen because when you pass positive policies and then you uh, repeal those policies that are positive, you lose power again, and they get redone. And then you realize, hey, maybe we should work to just change them a little instead of trying to repeal them. Every other government that's democracy in the world that's an actual democracy has this kind of representation nobody else has a filibuster and you don't see sweden going back and forth every two years that every time a party changes where things switch out they they understand that that doesn't work that doesn't have supporters and you will lose power if you start doing that right now the republicans don't lose power because they're in the minority you can't lose power if you don't have it but they have it because they have the filibuster they can stop any forward progress artist uh most of this frustration goes all the way back to uh the o the obama presidency because they have been using the filibuster to block every single thing since the affordable care act was passed like that was the last time they had a filibuster proof majority and after ted kennedy died they lost that majority and they haven't been able to pass a single piece of democratic legislation since yeah they it's, haven't it's, been able to do it it's mitch mcconnell's way of stymieing stymieing progress so that he can stay in power look they haven't been able to do anything elect us but yeah. it's the republicans are a policy-free party so yeah, that, rule, by, them. rule by minority so you elect the, them and they don't do anything yeah. the 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 tragic part is the senators of so democracy so much <laughs> so much of the democratic platform like the things that we want to be able to deliver to people are actually incredibly popular with the majority of americans the more the majority of americans want better health care they want uh you know more affordable education and any number of things that are on the democratic platform but we can't deliver for them the instant we start delivering for them Heaven forbid somebody wants to try and take it, take it away from people once they already have it. But here's the thing. There was a Princeton study that showed there is no correlation to what people want and what the legislation that passes. And, right. And, there, and there's a very distinct reason for that. Our, our, yeah. rep, our quote unquote representative democracy 
was specifically designed to cater to the minority, the the rich white people, to make sure that their impact is overwhelmingly catered to in every member and every every aspect of policy being pushed by the government. We don't have a government designed to represent the people. We have a government designed to represent some people, and and that's on purpose. The other problem is uh, our current our current setup in the Senate where 40 senators, 40% of the Senate represent 21% of the population. So it's not even, we're not even talking about a 40% majority, minority doesn't want something. We're talking about a representation of 21% of the country is saying, no, we can't do anything about this. And that's because when we set up this, this experiment, there was not really this vision that some states were going to have zero people living in them and some states were going to have 40 million people living in them. Well, there were only 13 of them when they started, so... That's not... Uh, that wasn't in their vision. Yeah. Wander. Well, but I'm like, I feel like that was because that's why we have the House of Representatives. It, but, so, no, so but the also, Canadian... as the comrade has said many, many times, the Senate is broken and it broke the system when it became a directly... Uh, electable position mm-hmm. rather than yeah. a state it, it, position. It, 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 even it, even if it, even if you we, we we can we can argue that, but but um, that really doesn't affect whether the filibuster works or not, right? No. Well, that has what no I was I mean, what on, I was going to say is yeah. Uh, oh crap! Wonder what was your point again? Oh, uh, that the Senate's not the only thing breaking our government. Crap. No, it's Canadian, not. It's you distracted just, me. It's no, one of the. It's, it's, it's the one of the important Which things. is your thing, but then you pointed out like the Senate, that twenty-one, forty-nine percent. No, of the that's Senate the filibuster. Oh, 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 oh. He's the, got it. He's got it. Go, yeah. go, go. So the, <laughs> so the Canadian mentioned this great experiment we undertook. The founding fathers created a, a system of government that was designed to change and modify as needed as the country grew and changed. The. But that's probably didn't. the thing that, that's probably the well no no that's that it, they did it's very explicitly in the in the constitution mm-hmm. you can amend the constitution that's the point no, but we didn't change but, no hang, that's where i'm going with <laughs> hang on <Okay. laughs> it was designed to do that yeah but now we have originalists who have completely forgotten that the point of our government was to be a flexible experiment to change as things were needed and instead said well what if we just consider a bunch of wooden teeth bald ass motherfuckers thought they knew everything for the next thousand years and we'll just do whatever we interpret that they may or may not have wanted it's it's insanity and again it 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 forgets the actual purpose behind our structure of government which is to change wonder i'm blaming the oxford comma (laughs) so so one of the one of the problems uh with our constitution is that it is too hard to actually change it Ooh, i've never Um, had that issue the the most, <laughs> most modern constitutions it is it is much easier and to change it right you you can you can much more easily yeah I mean there's the constitution and and it's because the founding fathers they were the first ones they didn't know what the rules they right. didn't know how this works I mean um, the, there, there's a school of thought that says that the the philosophy behind that design was to make sure that you didn't have knee jerk pendulum swinging policy change. It needed to be a thing, you know, recognized by the great majority of the country is good for everyone. Right. Um, which I, th- I think is actually 
a good thing. I, I don't think 75% of the states be, needing to, to approve on a thing to pass an amendment is good. I think it needs to be a smaller ratio. But but even but, even even getting something through Congress but, now, you need 80% of the people right. no, no, what, what I was gonna say is, to vote is for it. The problem today with that structure, it doesn't actually have anything to do with the structure. It has everything to do with the fact that our entire politics are based around team team psychology right. and, and, and just uh, otherism of everything, right? Like we don't have any actual discourse. We just have rah, 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 go team go, which means everything's split along party lines. Yeah, I, I believe what the wanderers are. I'm the wonder. I believe what the comrades saying. Um, I hope you believe what you're saying. It is a mentality where, like, even if I disagree, it's it's survivor aesthetic where I'm like, I'm going to team up with this person in because I know I can uh, mess them over later uh, and then get what I want in the end because when it comes down to one-on-one, I'm going to win. But when it comes down to, like, five-on-six, I'm not going to win. So I'm going to play along with them until their needs are obsolete. But there's something that was not ever considered, and that is... My computer losing battery? Money. Yeah. Because all of these people were rich landowners. It didn't, it didn't come into the thought that, they would, that politicians would want money out of it. Go ahead, artist. Um, Go ahead. So uh, I, I believe, uh, I agree with the artist, uh, when I say, when I say that um, I have a a different suggestion as a, as a conversational exercise, I know that we are well aware of what the problems are, but I'd like for us to take a chance. Maybe not during this show, maybe on another on a future show. But what would be a better system? You think? What would be a more ideal? union how do we I, visualize that and question two how do we get there from here okay so i think the answer to the first question is the answer to the second question which is what we need is a system full of people working in good faith right oh. that that's right it's not ever going to, it, i shouldn't say it's not ever going to happen it, but even if you look at the history of the founding fathers, look at Aaron Burr versus Alexander Hamilton, massively bad faith activity by Alexander Hamilton to just smear probably one of the most progressive founding fathers in the in the group uh, by far. Uh, uh, so this idea of character assassination in politics isn't new. It, it's been around for eons, I'm sure. Um, but But the fact that that is where humans default in order to win. Sorry, let's back it up. Looking at everything in, in in politics as a lens of winning and losing is the problem because it creates that team mentality. If people act in good faith, what happens is whoever gets elected, we can trust will do the things that they're will do the, what they think is right and best for the people that they represent, not what's right and best for their party, their politics, or them as a, as a person. Uh, but we've completely lost that. Has no that ever been a thing that we have? I mean, uh, George Washington stepped away from the presidency because he felt the trend they were creating by reelecting him over and over again was a bad thing. He that was not a good said, but like, there's a point. I'm like, who wants to be in corporate America for that long? Well, no, not corporate America. I'm talking about government, but yeah, but, that's corporate America. Fair enough. 
Um, <laughs> but but American American government has always been corporate America by that by that argument. And you want to so. retire? Like this isn't good. Like I don't want this but, job to begin with, and you keep making me have it. Right. No. But my, my point is, um, you had George Washington, who in good faith stepped away from the position of power because he felt that it was the wrong thing to do. Then you had FDR, who some claim to be one of the greatest presidents in America, who rode that bitch out. He was not stepping away. He was going to ride it until somebody said otherwise. And and he had a very 50-50 kind of presidency, depending on how you want to put what kind of lens you want to put on it. Um, so that's somebody that's retiring versus somebody that doesn't want to retire just because right. somebody wanted to retire. Like, I'd give you a great excuse for why I'm quitting, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just bringing it up. Don't trust those history papers. I'm like, yeah, I stepped away because I just wanted other people to have opportunities. I mean, Stop. I don't know. I, I don't know one way or the other. But, but, but no, but, but my point is we can, regardless of the legitimate motivations of this one person, we can look at the actions for what they did. They established a level of balance of power in our government because after after FDR, we established term limits based on George Washington's actions. Good or after no? After FDR, I, you know, we established term limits based yes. on George Washington's actions. How yes. far of a gap is that? That's the, it's the truth. Yeah. I know, but it's such a far gap. You're like, we did this. Like, but, no, but but that, but that's but that kind of goes back to what I was saying about in the introduction of amendments, right? Like it takes a significant act by a large group of people in this country to agree that, yeah, actually what was going on there was bad. I don't have a hundred years. <laughs> I look young, but I don't have a hundred years. I mean, you're right. Like that's, I think that's probably one of the worst aspects of, of, you know, modern American politics is every generation that, that takes on the mantle of the latest and greatest generation of voters just immediately becomes fatalistic because we look at this massive uphill battle where the entire uh, 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 decision-making uh, uh, matrix is controlled by old people who don't know any better anymore. But I saw what had happened in the previous hundred years, and I thought some things were possible. I thought we were actually making progress, <laughs> and then to revoke that in, like, ten years. Welcome to the One Man Revolution podcast, where we try to fix this problem every week. I, stopped, I know. I stopped <laughs> away. I'm like, I couldn't. Like, what am I supposed to do? Artist. Uh, and then we're going to take a break. And then okay, the so, go. so, Going back to the, the question that I had. So, like, we recognize that we are in a late-stage capitalism hellscape. Uh, Post-capitalist society. Go ahead. Yeah. If we were to pick either a currently existing uh, government, whether it be somewhere in Europe or in Asia, that we would want to maybe model ourselves after and take them as an example, or some sort of, like, say the federation from star trek or some shit like you know what what would be our ideal solution so the simple the simple solution is uh reach in your pocket you have a phone we make an app everybody gets to vote you get an alert on your phone when you have to and that's it 100 percent participation if you don't participate you don't get government services so on that note and then we'll come back and talk about it <clears throat> oh, you give them out. Obama phones. All right, so get Obama phones. Get that ladybug, son. All right, but that's what you do. If either we're a participant, everyone participates, or we're in this representative hellscape where we live now. Uh, Canadian, I know you have to step away. All right, 
You can't phone vote. You should be able to phone vote, Max, and that's the point. <laughs> yep. Okay? We I have mean, enough technology. All, they we they can know who fix I am this. from the tracking information on my phone. Like I mean, 2FA, 2FA fingerprint and iris scan. Boom, done. There you go. Done. Yep. There we are. Uh-huh. All right. All right. So uh, we're at that time. Let's take a break. Uh, and uh, we'll be back after this. You are listening to One Man Revolution with your host, the Revolutionary. And the Comrade. And the Thespian. And the Mahogany Goddess. No, you were the artist. That's appropriation. <laughs> no, 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 appropriation. Get that off of there. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> you are not the mahogany goddess. Oh, we are back. Oh, man. What a great break. Let's see. Here we are. We got coffee. I didn't get coffee. I, I got more beer. <laughs> Same. Why not both? Yeah, true. Because I would be making coffee for one right now. Yeah, sure. Um, you can always, so you could always leave it on the, ta- on the counter for the coffee fairy. That's true. Uh, I'm having Kona's uh, Hanale Island IPA. We're going to try that one out. Sounds like you got the variety pack. I did not. I just got two six-packs of one of lager and one of IPA. So Fair yeah. enough. Well, I'm, I'm back and, to the depth perception hmm. from Terrapin, which is a, an imperial. It's not a double IPA, so it's not doubly hopped. It's just an imperial IPA, so it's got more beer, alcohol. It's fruity. This is a fruity uh, IPA, which is nice. Mm, nice. Yeah. That's being what you got over there. Passion fruit? Um, yeah. yeah, I'm finishing up the passion fruit. Oh, mute yourself. There you we go. Um, uh, yeah, finishing up the passion fruit. Um, I do have my cup of, it is decaf because I do need to try and sleep. Uh, decaf <laughs> coffee. And then um, I have a watermelon kiwi, truly, Ooh. to come up on that one well uh decaffeinated coffee mm-hmm. but that's okay. i know i've gotten to that point <laughs> oh and uh, artist artiste i have a fully caffeinated cafe con leche uh because that is how i go to sleep <laughs> exactly oh man so when we when we went to break the artist posed the question, if we could take uh, our government and re-image it in some way, what would be the best way to do that? My suggestion, of course, was to just put everything on the phone uh, because, you know, give everyone an app. Comrade yeah. said two-factor authentication. We even had ways of here's your government device. Uh, if you don't want the government yeah, let's, device. Let, let's bring back the Obama phone. Exactly. If you, I mean, but you, if you only, don't, <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Go ahead. You're a far way to make sure Republicans don't use no, it. No, uh, like you make it real simple, <laughs> right? You make it real simple. It's just a basic phone with with a, a high quality uh, front facing camera and a fingerprint scanner. Yep. And the only uh, the only app it has is the voting app. Yeah. That gets updated anytime there's an election uh, two months in advance. Yep. And it's automatically pushed to every device. And if it's time for you to vote, you turn the phone on, and boom, there you go. There it is. Not and hard. so that just transforms our country into a direct democracy as opposed yep. to representative. Yeah, I, I mean, the direct democracy has flaws, but I think there's a number of things we can do to implement greater controls against those flaws, like ranked choice voting. 
I, I think if, if this is the methodology of election we are proceeding with, we eliminate districts. Yeah. Right? Like, if you, if you have districts in a state, you have implicit bias in the election process. Therefore, eliminate districts. A state is a state and votes how it votes. Um, I remember, still... this, is, this is federal. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to interfere with the way the state does their, does their stuff at all. So right. the states can still have their complete Tenth Amendment autonomy and let them go. Here you go. So you my know? question would then be, in a direct democracy, how do we handle things like oversight and hearings? How do we do? So, oh, no, you're, so you're it's, still... it's, interesting, it's interesting you bring that up because in the Communist Manifesto, uh, written by somebody you may or may not have heard of, Carl uh, Vladimir Lenin, Stalin Marx, I don't think those all were his names, but close enough. You know, that's one of those. I know there was a Hussein, and there was supposed to be a Hussein. I'm sorry, I brought the Hussein. Yeah, Carl Vladimir Hussein, Stalin, Marx. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember Stalin's Joseph. There we go. Anyway, Joseph. uh, uh, What what Karl Marx warned against, and it was his third point in the Communist Manifesto, was capitalism breeds government of, for, and by the money, Mm -hmm. right? So I think when you when you implement this government of, for, and by the people, as imagined by our founding fathers, the oversight is is built in, right? Okay. The 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 people want regulation. The people want oversight. The people want balance, right? It, let, let, imagine you're playing an online a competitive online multiplayer game, okay. And you're playing with a bunch of random people you don't know, you've never met, and you can't talk to, but you're playing the game because you all like it and you think there's something to get out of it. Okay. And on the other side is a, bu- it's, is a bunch of professionals who have spent eight hours a day for the last six months training to be good at this game. Mm-hmm. Is that a balanced game? No. It's going to feel real bad because you're going to get your ass stomped every round. But if we have a balanced system, it's better for everybody. Is it exciting? Do we have winners and losers? No. What we have is a collective government designed to support those from the bottom up, in yeah. theory. Okay, so I do have one hurdle that would need to be overcome. There's many hurdles. Well, at at least one. Uh, Because I remember bringing this up as a possibility uh, many, many, many years ago at a sci-fi convention, and I I brought it up to uh, a writer who immediately said the issue with direct democracy is that it is subject to the more immediate passions of everyone. Like, say, for example, some news organization starts, you know, pump, pumping out yellow but, journalism. Like, that would ever happen. Yeah, but, like, they can sway, okay. the, sway so, the electorate. So there's two becomes, ways. Yes. Yeah, there's two ways to do the direct democracy. One okay. is appointing elected officials to actually go about the daily business of the government. And the other is to have the people directly voting on policy. Right. Mm-hmm. The people directly voting on policy is very bad. Okay. That's very bad. That's what California has. It gets out of control real fast, and it goes in weird directions. It's the same problem Florida has with signatures to uh, amendments to the Constitution on the ballot. Uh, those, because they are not implemented by elected officials, mm-hmm. if, if something goes into in place that the elected officials do not want it will get bastardized immediately. Uh, so direct democracy by policy is bad. Direct democracy by elected official is good. And also the problem artists was something you brought up before. 
how do you then do the day-to-day work to committees the you know the actual writing of laws and things like that and again this would be much more representative because you would have you know this device that if there was a question you could go okay well go to the people like you know, a like a, there, like a reddit forum for yeah. for laws yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, not a Reddit forum, but same idea, right? Like, like the the I I think it'd be good to have formal debate, like actually yeah. moderated formal debate. Um, I mean, the, the presidential debate is dead. Uh, well, the Republican National Committee is pulled out of that structure, so that, that will never happen again. Um, we so, also need one more thing in this. We need uh, the ability to vote no confidence and remove people from office. Correct. So yeah. So what we what, what we're discussing really is just a parliamentarian system yeah that which is a good system it's a very good system of government i think the reason why the parliamentary system came about after the united states showed democracy works is because everyone else looked at our democracy and said it's too much can we do it better and then they (laughs) they did well they said "Hmm, those are wealthy landowners that own people we don't have those, so let's figure another way of doing this. No, most other developed nations that chose to go about democracy in the 17th and 18th centuries, 19th centuries, 18th and 19th, 18th, centuries, 18th, 19th centuries, they had some form of slavery. They, they, they did not hold any moral uh, high ground in that regard. <laughs> but still. We just, we, so, so the American colonies were just the Japan of the 19th century. That's, we were the same as everyone else, but more so. Yeah. <laughs> so, are there any parliamentary systems that function better than others, and do we know what they are and what the differences are? I mean, everyone has complaints about their system, right? Like the British and the and the and the Australians are always very unhappy with whoever's in power. But to my knowledge, they suffer from the same problems the American system has, which is is creep of power away from the people. Mm-hmm. So. Is anyone happy with their government right now? Maybe the Germans? The Germans? <laughs> the Germans? Uh, maybe the French? No. Is it, isn't no? it like the, the Danish or like Denmark or something like that where like they're the happiest country in the world or something like that? Which the one most, is that? They are the most content. Yeah. Sweet. It was, it was the, the Finnish. North, the, the Scandinavian countries, yeah. Yeah, in general, the Scandinavian. But, but okay, so... so Norway. All of... So it's interesting you bring that up because... The uh, the percentage of not unhappy people, which is the measure of contentment, is how many people are are, are not unhappy. Okay, is is basically how much of our tax money comes back directly to me in the form of government's programs. Mm-hmm. Right, Norway has the same effective tax rate as the United States as of 2019, roughly 40 percent. Right, individual tax rate, not corporate tax rate, individual tax rate. So they're paying on average about the same as we are per person, per dollar. The difference is in Norway, they get like six months paid family leave. They've got like four or six weeks of mandatory vacation time. Their prisons are reformative and not punitive. Uh, uh, Their health care is included in their taxes. Basically, all of their tax money goes right back towards helping the people who pay the taxes. Whereas here in this country, all that's our taxes... amazing. We should do that. Right, yeah. right. No, that's like, you say it sarcastically, but you ask, oh, what can we n- do to make things better? That's no, it. 
I mean, that's that's it, not even remotely sarcastic. I'm just yeah. No, we I know. Do I know. That. It should, exactly, and that and that's exactly it, right? That should be self-evident. That should be the most obvious, straightforward first step in fixing problems thing we do, mm-hmm. and that is too hard. <clears throat> Instead, our money goes to subsidizing Ford and oil companies and Tesla and and SpaceX and Blue Origin and like we paid our tax dollars paid Jeff Bezos ten billion dollars for his penis rocket. Like, 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 first off, they should have called it the Red Rocket. That's a missed opportunity. Red <laughs> Rocket. Yeah, but it's right. Blue Origin, Blue Origin, Red. <laughs> yeah, rocket. the, the, the like, Blue I Origin mean, Red Rocket. Like, it's yeah. fun. You know, and it's, all it's of a sudden a, it's purple. So, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, uh, our tax money paid the richest man in the world at the time mm-hmm. cash money to develop a program he could pay for out of pocket. Mm-hmm. That's that's the real issue. We're paying eight hundred billion dollars to the Fed, to, to the Defense Department every year. <clears throat> yeah, this is this is the same Defense Department that pays astronomically higher than any private industry ever will and they have design briefs like a portable wide array photon emitter yeah that's flashlight <laughs> the pentagon but you put can't out a pay... call for people to design them a, fa- a flashlight yeah but you can't you're not going to be able to pay ten thousand dollars a flashlight if you call it a flashlight company. right that's my point well, hold, hold, <laughs> hold on hold on i here if the government is willing to pay me ten thousand dollars, I have one. Right <laughs> no, but it's not to government spec. Yeah, it's not to government spec, though. Yeah, right, look right. How, look at how. Look at yeah, how it's not. It's not cheap enough and not expensive enough in construction process. Exactly. It probably wasn't made in the United States either. No, it's just. It, it's a nightmare of. Oh yeah, you're of, right. It's made in China. Of money being spent in ways that are not being accounted for, that we have been trained to be okay with. It's ass backwards. So I know that the huge, the biggest issue is money and politics. Yeah. And before you say it's impossible. No, nothing's Mm. impossible. Exactly. How do we fix it? How do we get money out of politics? Okay. Uh, Easy. Well, first off, 100% accountability and transparency, which they'll never vote in. Nope. Uh, but that would be the first place to start. Well, no, I, I think it starts. I think it starts at the ballot boxes because because what we're asking for is sitting people in their own jobs to vote against themselves making more money, which will never so, happen. So what we need well, to no, do? They can is make the money. To... They can make the money, comrade. I have no problem with them making money. They just as long have as we to know where put. It came from. We'd have to know exactly where it came from. Literally, when they go to vote, it should say on like uh, an oil company thing next to Joe Manchin's name, Senator Joe Manchin. No, it should I, say I he's want, paid a half a million dollars a year by the coal industry to, want, to promote coal use. I want the NASCAR bill. I want yes. it to be where when they stand up in front of the press, their suit has a button with every sponsor they've received money from. And, and the size, size of the and the, the size, size is relative to the money. Yeah, to the money yeah. they got. Yeah. yeah. So I have a suggestion, or, or at least a working theory. Maybe it needs to happen on the local level first, or at the very least on the state level. Like, say for example, you have. I know Florida hasn't been a blue state in who the hell knows how long. But We're like, actually a blue state. 
Our like, districts are just gerrymandered. Yeah. Fair enough. But like, <laughs> say we elect someone in Florida, like we primary whoever is in the seat right now. Okay. So we primary them and we say we want someone specifically to get money out of politics in Florida. So we we primary them and they they get elected like they get the they get the nomination and then they win against the Republican. So like we have someone that we put in there to get money out of politics in Florida. So then okay would would they be able to say okay not only do our state level legislators have money out of Florida our our state representatives on the federal level cannot accept money either that's not how that works because again i'm not saying take the money out of politics what i'm saying is is that just report who you're getting the money from because then you'll see the connection and if the connection is shown over and over and over again that joe manchin is voting against climate climate information or or for anything that deals with coal and next to his name, it says he makes twice his annual salary as a consultant to right. oil and coal uh, manufacturers or distributors. I, I would and like so, to sooner or later, it's going to be that guy's not working for me. He's working would, for the coal company. I would like to amend the NASCAR bill. Uh, it should say the name of the company and the industry the company represents. Yep. Pharma, oil, whatever. Right. Like, but but beyond that, uh, artist. Um, what we have to like, if you're asking about how we fix our current system, it's one mm-hmm. thing. If you're asking how we would like things to be, it's a completely okay. different thing, right? So, yes. are we looking at how to fix our current government? Well, or I mean, just how we'd like it to be. Okay, so mm-hmm. I definitely want to fix our whether it is fixing our current government or molding our government into something more ideal. I'm looking for like steps. I'm looking for action. I'm looking so, for something that we can do to take the power back to so us. So it's 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 two or three things that okay. that start with the ballot. Okay. So so in my opinion, right, the most important thing for the people of this country, and, and it, was, it was demonstrated in the 2020 presidential election, mm-hmm. if the people feel that their voice will be heard, they will show up and vote. So what we need to do is we need to restore the faith of the average person in the ballot, right? We got, I think, 62, 63% voting turnout in our last mm-hmm. election. Uh, globally, that's terrible. For the United States, that was, was a very, very good turnout, right? Mm-hmm. So a very low percentage of our actual uh, registered voters actually bothered to cast a vote. Mm-hmm. So if we federally standardize the way in which presidential primaries are handled – and electors for the president are selected. Step one, federally standardize, right? Okay. We, 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 we have to have an established methodology for the appointment of these electors. If you look at, I think it's Virginia, it's a caucusing system, which is insane and makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's a, and caucusing in Virginia is based on physical representation in the building the night of, which is nuts. Because yeah. it's based, like it's local population, it's people who have the ability to miss time and travel, 
You yeah. know, it's it's insane. So whoever, whoever fed- can get off of work. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's it's a Tuesday night until 3 a.m. So good luck working tomorrow uh, on Wednesday. But so we need to federally standardize the appointment process for electors. Mm-hmm. We also need to install a federal standard of ranked choice voting in the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe even going as far as removing the party identifier from people's names on the ballot would also be good. Uh, but, uh, but what I think, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that one's shaky. But more but importantly, I think if you had the ability to click on the person and see what they stand for, is a whole lot more. Well, I was going to say the other fun one would yeah. be an official registration of a candidate's policy opinions. Yep. And then on the ballot, the ballot isn't the people, the ballot is policy. Yeah. So you say, this is how I feel about that policy. This is how I feel about that policy. And then you go through it like, like a Myers Briggs test. And at the end, it says, you're most closely affiliated with. Uh, Ron Paul, congratulations, uh, Mr. President. <laughs> but like, I can see that happening, right? It's yeah. one of those things. Well, you know, also, it's a double-edged sword that can go very poorly. But that's where I think the ranked choice voting comes in. Everybody yeah. picks three, and and the highest scoring of those three is the one that gets elected. And and what that should do is weed out the extremes from both ends, right? If 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 it's just hardline party Democrat and a hardline party Republican, those votes are a wash. They go away. And everyone in the middle, their voice gets heard. That's a good thing. Um, if all of that works out, what we should then see is a greater correlation between new policy in Washington and the voting and the voters' opinions, right? Because that's what we want to see is a correlation there. Um but we're talking. So we're so talking a twenty-year progress. That's something progress. that has to happen on the federal level. Yes. Which, with the current gridlock, is not something that is. But but that's that's where I think it's interesting. I think this is a thing that you can pitch to both parties as a good thing, and it wouldn't be hard to do, because both parties claim very publicly that they represent the the voice of the people, right? Yeah. The, the the Republicans are the voice the voice of the quiet mind majority or whatever. And the Democrats are that we represent everybody. Right. So like both of them very publicly would be very okay with that kind of a proposal. Uh, I think the only real pushback you'd get is like a 10th Amendment pushback. But so federal voting is not guaranteed to the states anyway. So here's the trick. We would have to have a Republican suggest it because if it comes from a Democrat, that's an automatic no from half of Congress. The Democrats no. will at least hear out the merits of it. So, no, and, it would have to come from somebody like uh, a bank super PAC. Yeah. Not not from a politician. This has to come from the puppet masters, which right now is the money people. So how, I do, don't, we, how do we trick the money people into voting against their own best interests? Oh, oh, we don't. We just eat them. <laughs> eat the rich. Uh, that's what we do. Uh that because step two, after all with, of what I just said happened, step two is we tax the hell sauce. out of corporations. Huh? With or without barbecue sauce. That's up to the eater. Okay. We don't we don't judge you. With the, with the proper dry rub. Uh you don't Yeah, you shouldn't sauce. need any sauce. That, really. is, that is fair. Remember, right. low and slow, long pulled pig is really good. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So we could again. These are problems that should be solved, and they, they don't are want solvable. to solve them. They don't want to, and, and the people who are in power don't want to solve them because it benefits mm-hmm. them. That's well, the whole so, idea. So here's the so interesting. Uh, talking to my coworkers today, very blue collar, very right wing, very Central Florida, but not the developed part of Central Florida. 
I, I say we have a system that's designed to grind people down and spit them out when they can't keep up. Everyone agrees. I say our government doesn't represent the people. Everyone yeah. agrees, right? Like, like there are many threads amongst the sane <laughs> in this country we can all agree on, right? It's, it's, it's not, it's not, it doesn't have to be this polarizing opinion. It can be a thing that we all agree. Yes. Even if we do disagree on politics, we can agree that there are problems and neither of our voices are being heard. Right. Uh, I had an interesting conversation earlier today where, where we brought up, like, eventually it's going to get to the point where technology, like automation and artificial intelligence can do most of the jobs that humans do. Therefore, humans won't be necessary to do those jobs. So we're talking global massive unemployment because automation has taken over all of the jobs we so we I disagree I disagree because this is a that's an industrial revolution argument and mm. it never happened we just got different jobs we just created different ways of people doing work it's so, the retraining problem it's not again well, it's not so, it, not so, it doesn't I mean, happen I, instantaneously yeah. it happens over a generation so there is no retraining problem all right. I mean, I mean, if you talk about like train conductors, where we put them, you know, out of business instantly with automated trains, but that's that we we took care of them by letting yep. them stay on the trains. Yep. What I'm what I'm you know? getting at is technology might get to the point where it's not so much that we'll be forced out of work, but that we may not have to work because machines can do most of it for us. Well, so yeah, well now you're talking about Star in, Trek. Well, I mean, in okay, so in that <clears throat> ideal situation, I mean, in that ideal situation, we could all have our needs met without having to work. But I don't, I don't think I don't, that will ever happen. In, I, nor do I. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so the reason being, as the revolutionary said, right, the needs of industry shifts. Just because uh, a burger can flip itself, fries can fry themselves, and we just order our fast food in a touchscreen doesn't mean there aren't a need for jobs, right? You, when when everything's robotized, now you need to make robot parts. Now you need now you need maintenance for the robots. Now you need maintenance for the facilities that the robots you work need programmers in. Programmers for them. Coding. You need software. Yeah. Like there's so good. A great example uh, in the mid '90s when the internet was becoming a thing, mm-hmm. everyone kind of assumed. We're never going to need paper again. Never, we'll never need it again. Everything's digital. There's no need for paper anymore. Mm-hmm. So paper, paper stock, like companies with stocks in the paper industry, it plummeted. A bunch of people bought it real low. And then when computers became mainstream and everyone started to need to print things and could print them from home, the use of paper skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Right? So... So what we think we know about how future technologies will affect our society from an economic standpoint is usually very wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, think, I think that as in all things, there will always be an opportunity for an enterprising individual to find work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but work will increasingly become specialized. It will increasingly become nonlinear. And it will increase, increasingly require multi, 
uh, multidiscipline training, right? You'll need to know how to do multiple things. Only because the simplistic repeatable processes will be robotized, which is a good thing. No human being should stand in front of a machine and just like stamp parts all day. That is not a human job. And no human being should. I mean, I we lost our secretaries. Yeah, because of word processors. Yep, and it, and email clients. And email, yeah, and the ability to do you know. And, but I would prefer <laughs> to have a secretary. I would prefer to have someone answering my phones. You know, It'd be nice. I would. Yeah, a, a voice, a person. Mm-hmm. You know, so I you, would, you could, but you could, you could automate a secretary. I agree, but if we're talking about jobs that have gone away through automation, then why, you know, but that automation only created more work for the individual. Right. I would rather hand my notes over to somebody who would edit them and then publish them, but we don't do that anymore. Well, I mean, that's that's what I was talking about with that increased uh, uh, multidisciplinary uh, yeah. work, right? Like. Right. As computers, so so that's so we talk a lot about how the average uh, the average worker's income hasn't increased in proportion to uh, 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 inflation since the seventies. Even worse is how little our income has increased in proportion to our our work productivity, our output. Right. Our output is exponentially higher because of computers, because we now have the ability to do many things at the same time. Mm-hmm. I am currently on a podcast with my friends. I have Facebook comments running. I have three research windows open, and I have a documents page open at the same time. I'm doing five people's jobs while bullshitting for half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, it's amazing what we can do with it. But also capitalism says maximize profits, minimize costs, and that means Mm -hmm. less people, more work. But but again, on the same same process, maximize profit – and you have CEOs making three hundred and was it seventy five yeah. times what the average worker makes. But their their income is based on the profit of the company. Which hey, weird thought. Everyone's income should yeah. be based on the profit of the, the company. Profit of the company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just take the amount of money that is brought in as profit, divide it among the people that are there, and that's Boom. fine. Yeah, yeah. weird. Because, yeah. Well, but I now mean, everything. Notice how all of the solutions to everything we're talking about, the artists. Uh, issues with uh, with voting and and governing and your issues with capitalism are all solved with socialism. Yes, they are. Yep. <laughs> Everything is solved with socialism. And, and to be clear, like not communism. There is a difference. No. Mm-hmm. Social communism is is an extreme that I believe is unsustainable in the long uh, term. It's everyone's family unit. What communism is your family unit. You okay. don't oh, walk oh, into the oh. kitchen. Yeah, you don't walk into the kitchen and go and grab the uh, pitcher and then yeah. write down, I had eight ounces of, of juice, <laughs> and then right. write yourself a bill, right. and then put the juice back. Right. Okay, right. it's a communal living style. So, it's communist. So yeah. communal living, communistical living yeah. style requires everybody know everybody. Yeah. Right, it's, the only way it works is if you know everyone's name and face in that collective Right. Because at that point, you have accountability on a personal level to everybody involved in the circle. Which brings it to the circle of all we need is accountability in government, and it would solve these problems, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 feeling it, – it, number one, it's the feeling of responsibility to those you are working with or for. 
and two, it's it's having a level of personal ethics about what you do. And if you don't have the first, you don't need to worry about the second. Right. Uh, just uh, in addition to what well, you're talking about, the uh, the sponsor, like the button sponsors, like for the NASCAR bill. Yeah. The NASCAR bill. <laughs> I would like to supplement that to include any campaign ads, any televised or video ads, like any campaign ads at all. Oh. No, I'm those are abolished. Oh, no, no. We want to shorten the entire election cycle to six weeks, too. Yeah, no, no, no campaign ads. Those are abolished. Yeah. The yeah, only ads that are allowed to be played are uh, a 30-second spot that says, go to this website for information on the election. The yep. voting date is this date. That's it. Yep. Okay, so I would like for every candidate, no matter whose party they are or how large a following their party has, to be given the same... Uh, length of time to talk about their platform on public television. But sure. see, here's the um, thing. On, and, and public radio. Just to be able remember, to... Remember, the yeah. value added in the last election cycle was mm-hmm. $4 billion because of all of the bombastic uh, things that uh, that idiot boy, idiot suntan boy did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which one? Idiot suntan boy. It's a... Uh, uh, I'm sorry. You um, know. You know him. The forty-fifth president. He oh, okay, that four, one. As, as given, to Florida man. Yeah, he was given basically four billion dollars worth of free advertising because he said ridiculous things, and all of the news networks picked up on them. And his opponent didn't. And so you were hearing his name over and 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 over again. Okay, but you weren't hearing her name because you knew her name already. You know, and it's just ridiculous. So shorten the election cycle to six weeks. Everybody can work, right? Mm-hmm. We have a primary at three weeks. Uh, and because of technology, you have a primary, uh, you know, three weeks. And then you have the general election three weeks after that. And you're done. And and again, like back to the digital voting thing, right? Yeah. It's very easy to do 2FA biological authentication so that yeah. everybody gets a chance to vote where it doesn't take an entire working day, mm-hmm. and or we move voting to a Saturday and it's a national holiday. Well, right? you don't have to move to any particular day because it's oh. virtual. Well, no, no, no. I'm like, if we if we decide that the virtual thing is too complicated or expensive or whatever, distribution's a problem, you know, people without a permanent address getting... It should be a holiday. Right, that's what I'm saying, is, is if nothing else, we get three holidays of voting. Yeah. Right. Like like three full days of national national holiday to go vote one for the primary two for the general election to give everyone a free chance to go do it on those days. All public transportation is free. Yep. Right. Like there's a lot. If it was about voting and if it was about representation, we would already have it. But it's not. Correct. Correct. I was going to say a lot of what is it about? It's about Money. money. Uh, money, money, money. I, I was gonna hit my money. money. Oh, I'm sorry. You're I was to do it's fine. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> I feel threatened. No, it's it's again. All of these things are solutions that can be implemented tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Look at. I mean, look at look at the house. The house. The house. To, I think today or yesterday. Uh, uh, passed a. Hang on. Where was it? They passed what was a bill. It was a bill. It was a same-sex marriage. Same-sex marriage. Yeah. Uh, well, house- 100 and, 100 and what, 85, 87 uh, Republicans voted against it. 
Right, sure. Uh, so so it, the, the most shocking thing about this ballot was it didn't completely follow party lines. No, it, it did. It, it did. No, I thought there was a number of Republicans who voted for it. Eight. Yeah, right. So that's not completely. <laughs> I, th- I think, I think, I think the, the, the vote that went completely down partisan lines was whether or not we should look into uh, Nazis in the military. <laughs> uh, white supremacist groups, oh. sir. Yeah, okay. or, that's what he yeah. said. <laughs> no, it's, it's completely it's a broader, different. It's a broader net. It's it a is broader. a much broader net, yeah. Hey, by the way, um, let's move on to more positive news and maybe yeah. into things like well done's this week. I have, I, have, I have one. Okay. I want to give a well done um, for... Oh, God, i got to find it now. Hang on. Uh, hold. Got it. Uh, well done for finding that the denial of unmarried women the right to safe abortion violates their uh, personal autonomy and freedom. Well done to the Supreme Court of India. Of India. Of India. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just when India makes the United States look like a backwards country. Yeah. Nothing against India, but they've got some problems. Who else has one? That's pretty good. But hats off and well done to the Indian Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's so funny because I, I was in Europe for a while and when this all came out and all of them were going, y'all are going backwards. Why? Oh yeah, and they're worried about it because you know the way we go is is a lot of the problems that then mm-hmm. uh, flow over the border to other people. Thespian, you have a hand up. Uh, yes, and I also have a very whiny dog that just doesn't. She just won't stop. Um, okay, so mine are a little sarcastic. Okay. Um, but my first one. Uh, well done to Congresswoman Elaine Luria from Virginia for trying her best with the teleprompter at the uh, hearing last night. Good Lord. Um, Man, she just, it's either like she didn't read what she was about to say ahead of time or either that teleprompter operator was just going way too slow or she, it was absolutely terrible. Um, So with that follow-up, well done to the uh, U.S. population that had to watch her try her best <laughs> at reading the teleprompter. Um, well done. Yeah. And she did a really good job. And I think the thing is, with, uh, I think we need to... It was very clear oh, and think, concise, yeah. and she didn't... She kept putting unnecessary pauses within her sentences and, like, uh, clearly was just getting tripped up, as in, like, she only had two words per line on her teleprompter. Um, and that was and that. Right, but like the other the, guy was yeah. very animated very and and very yeah. I he yeah. he was he was really good about it. But and yeah. I think one of the one of the issues with with that people have had or the criticism of this January sixth is that it's a show. Okay, they have everything scripted. They have everything sitting there, and it's a show. And that's the thing. But it needs to be a show. Yeah, it's, it needs to be. They are well. just laying this. They they're laying this timeline out, and that's mm-hmm. all that this is. 
all yeah. of the work has been done in the background. This is the uh, the, the reality show this happened us, elsewhere. This is the this summary show. This is us presenting show. it to yeah. yeah. This is us giving yeah. you to the giving American the, people. Yeah, which a lot of a lot of that hearing last night was like the first half was basically just a recap of what they had previously discussed. You know, they previously through, on January sixth. Yeah. Yeah, there. But they had so, a couple of new things, but it just, you know, it's still they need to be able to keep, you know, everybody informed with the, you know, the recaps of the of the series shows, you know, previously on this, they're only going to show you what is necessary for that episode, you know, so that's that's basically what they did. Um, so yes, what comrade go go. I just think that these House committee hearings should be shot like real, like real life, or, or like like real, like re- real world, real like world, thank like you. documentary yeah. style. No, yeah. <laughs> like reality TV style. Like I want those those terrible cuts, the bad music, but like everybody's standing in a very expensive kitchen shouting at each other. Mm-hmm. The confessionals. Yeah, yeah, the confessionals yeah. would be brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how this is how like like not Congress itself, but congressional hearings should be filmed. Yeah. I think that'd be hysterical. Be <laughs> Who wants to convict a former president? You know? It's totally, <laughs> totally fantastic. I have like two or three other well done. So okay. I, I have a couple as well. All right, you do one, I'll do one. Okay, go ahead. So and then I'll I do one like, in the middle somewhere. I would like to congratulate uh, Steve Bannon for being convicted of contempt of Congress. Yeah, well, congratulations, Steve. Yeah, good, good yeah. job, Steve. You but if you listen job. to if you listen to his synopsis with his attorney after the the uh, the verdict came down and he went outside and talked to the press, um, he he thanked the jurors for coming to their to their decision. Uh, because he felt that there was it was the only decision that they could come to based on what was on the evidence that was uh, produced. Uh, they did not offer a defense after the uh, after the judge said this is not going to be a show. Uh, this is not the Steve Bannon show. This is a court of law. And uh, the the cherry on top of all of that is it was a uh, forty five appointed federal judge. That's the cherry Tasty. on top. Tasty. <laughs> okay, All right. comrade, you're up. Alrighty. Um, I want to give a well done to Boris Johnson for being uh, uh, deceited in absolute degeneracy, but also signing off with "Hasta la vista, baby." As, as his retirement speech as Prime Minister of Great Britain. Well done. Well done. That's the biggest. Did he also do the double middle finger guns? He was like, no. Well, I mean, his his retirement speech basically was his his retirement speech basically was just two middle fingers to everybody. Like, it was it was atrocious. He he said we need to reduce taxes and deregulate, but also fix the environment. Like, you're insane. Well, you can always hope. All right, I have one. Uh, Well done to the Czech Republic. Uh, the demolition of a pig farm that was built on the site of a concentration camp for the Roma minority south of Prague uh, is being razed to the ground and they're going to build a memorial and museum on top of it. So well done in finally 
acknowledging the fact that it's not just one group of people that was killed during the Holocaust, but entire other groups of people as well. I think I think the death toll was like twice as many as, as Jews were executed, right? But like it was I, like... regardless of it, it's just good to see no, right. Finally, no, in that area, I might be able to go back and them not look at me with and say this is a bad name. Right. You know, well, I mean, it has like, to be for cash in advance, which they you know, do. instead of just acknowledging the six million uh, Jews that were slaughtered, we can acknowledge the other six million people that were also killed. Yeah. Right. They they are equally as valid in recognition. Yeah. So this is over de- the decades of controversy, and now it's finally uh, you know come to a point where they they're like hmm. Maybe we should go ahead and, and do this. It's the right thing to do, which it is. All right. So, all right. Well done, Czech Republic. All right. Go ahead. Artist. All right. So, I have uh, one final note of absolute optimism. I want to give a well done to NASA. I don't know if they announced it this week or if it was a previous week, but in late August, they will be launching the first mission of the Artemis program which will be taking us to the moon in 2025. You know what's on the moon? Rocks. But they're cool rocks. There's a flag. Isn't there, isn't it made There's of There's a few cheese? flags. <laughs> There's several flags. There's many flags on the moon. <laughs> There's many flags. I yeah. have another. Well, good, good for NASA. Good for NASA. Yes. Go do some science and try and get more funding. Do some more rock there are absolutely science. No, there are absolutely no problems here on Earth that could be solved with all that money. Go ahead, comrade. Missing the point. Uh, uh, no, I do want to give. I was going to be a rocket scientist. Uh, yeah. It's just, but right now we have way too many other problems. Here is a sentence I have never said before, and most likely will never repeat. I would like to say, "Well done to Verizon." What? For okay. finally getting their act together and dropping OAN, as they were the OAN's last major carrier in the United States. Oh, there you so go. One American News, for all intents and purposes, is dead. Thank you, Verizon. <laughs> well done for finally getting your head out of your ass for just enough fresh air to do something right. Well done. I won't say that company. Anymore. Let's let's do Fox Test. Uh, we can only <clears throat> hope. Oh, we can only hope. Um, so back there, uh, Thespian, you good? Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of wishy-washy about my other ones. <laughs> go ahead. But, well, one of them was another kind of quasi-sarcastic one. So I guess there's a TikTok um, uh, challenge going around where people slap each other with tortillas. Uh, burritos and or tortillas, yes. Right. So yeah. um, go I, watched on. A, I watched a video of Kevin Hart and The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> on this doing this challenge and Kevin Hart like slaps the absolute shit out of the rock <laughs> with a tortilla and I want to say well done for doing that and not dying immediately afterwards <laughs> did he fall off the stepping stool he didn't he wasn't on one he just like like he did no, like he didn't the... jump he, I didn't know. <laughs> but, but it Mike was like Tyson's right punch on out style. It, it was very much right on the the prime cheekbone. Good, yeah. And you can see he's real mad, real mad when it happened. But it's the so idea fun. is, so just to, the Rock was mad. Dwayne, so Dwayne Johnson was very upset. 
Just to give more context on the challenge, what you do is you take a glass of water and you, you put it in your mouth. That's the first thing you're supposed to do in the challenge. And then the idea is not to laugh. Oh, good lord. Because when you laugh, you're going to spit the water out. So that right. was the whole yeah. idea behind the challenge. Now, if they didn't do that and they just no, were slapping each other. No, I don't think they other, did that. Yeah, then they've lost track of what the challenge is. The tra- the no, idea no, no, no. <clears throat> The rock definitely had water in his mouth. Mm. Keep well, that tortilla out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Get my it's, wife's tortilla honestly, out of your mouth. I, I, I hate TikTok, but... This is probably one of the best challenges I've seen come from social media in a very long time. Oh, yeah, it's very It's relatively harmless. It's yeah. hysterical. Uh, I saw one where there was three people doing it, and, yep. and the guy that swung first got both other people in the face at the same time, yep, and man. one of them just, like, collapsed yep. and, like, turned the oven, turned the stove on. It was a gas stove. She just turned the <laughs> stove on. Like, it, was, it was chaos immediately. It's, it's fantastic. It's so good. Yeah. Way better than the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yes, but the Ice Bucket Challenge raised a lot of money for charities. And killed people. Ah. <laughs> and? I'm waiting, uh, the, I'm waiting for somebody to use a concrete tortilla. It was, it was the Darwin Ice Bucket Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I do have one other <clears throat> one that I'm still a little iffy about, and it's, it, yeah, I don't want to open a can of worms, but okay. well done to Kirby Smart. And UGA for coming to a ten-year deal, <laughs> where he, Kirby Smart makes are. a. T- he's the le- he's the head coach of UGA. Oh, sports. Okay. So uh, they've they've reached a deal where he is see, he is signed on until twenty thirty one. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing, but it's at least we got him for now, and we were national champions last year, so. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. I have a sport. Okay, so congratulations to uh, UCF. Um, UCF. Uh, they're they have some sort of sports thing. Like they're part of the Big Twelve. A sports ball. Now. They have a sports. Yes. They do have a, a couple sport, of sports. Balls. They're are, they're part of the Big Twelve sports ball thing now, or uh, starting in twenty twenty three. That's. I, thank you for saying that. That's very old news, but I'm glad you're trying. Yay! <laughs> I can sports ball. Well done to the artist for trying with sports balls. Yeah, no. <laughs> you see, you mentioned sports. Actually, I'm like, oh, I know a sports. It's thing. funny you brought that up because Pac-12 has basically completely collapsed now. Like a number of of West Coast teams have joined the Midwestern Conference. It's a total nightmare, and uh, I can't wait to see how terrible college football is going to be in the next five years. Is it another, uh, 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 was it USC? Team Chaos or? Yeah, or oh, no, no, it's Forever Team Chaos now. So USC and UCLA joined the Big Ten. Uh, the Big 12 and, and the Pac-12 were so desperate, Pac-10, whatever, are so desperate <sighs> to, like, give validity to their dying conferences that they considered a merger for a minute. A minute. They're just going to be the West Coast Conference. And uh, it didn't happen, but... Total nightmare all across the board. Uh, college football is dead. Long live college football. It is now just the NFL my, uh, minor leagues. Uh, so I'll just be watching the NFL from now on. Well, the uh, that's uh, one other sports thing is, of course, the Tour de France is going on. Formula uh, One. Tour, Tour de France. And, no, uh, for- 
Numbers one and two were riding, you know, rather hard during a stage. Uh, number one crashed, like they lost footing and crashed. Number two, instead of passing number one, which could have been very simple and having the win, he waited for number one to get up. And uh, oh, they rode together. Sportsmanship. And showed sportsmanship. Oh, which well, is was that the end of a, of a stint or the end it of the It was the end, the end of a stage. Okay, it's not cool. the whole thing. It's, it's yeah. only, uh, yeah. It's already been cinched by, by, by the number one person. But Got the it. idea is, is he could have passed him, made up time, and mm-hmm. taken the lead. Mm-hmm. But instead, he's like, no, man, this guy worked hard to get to number one. Bad he's doing well. I'm going to ride with him. Yeah. That's very cool. Showing sportsmanship. Yeah, it's always <laughs> good. All right. I wish we could do that in politics. <laughs> everyone everyone pull each other across the finish line together, you know, for the people. But that's not happening right now. Right. So does anybody have like one, the, one more? Just like Morgan and Morgan and Morgan Morgan. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan, Morgan and Morgan. I was I was gonna make yeah. that joke decided against it, which is growth on my part, I think. That is growth. All right. Anyone else? All right. Well, I'm out of I'm out of beverage, which would mean that we're done with the show this week. Uh, the One Man Revolution podcast is here every week, live from the studio and around the world. Uh, and uh, let's see, uh, it's also available online at onemanrevolution.org. Uh, it's also available anywhere fine podcasts are found. Uh, it's also right here on Facebook Live at OMR Podcast. All right, so until next time, I'm the Revolutionary. I'm the Comrade. I'm the Thespian. And I'm the Artist. And stay fresh, cheese bags.